Welcome to the Kara's Cares Digital Show and Podcast, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundland. Today's episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. So we're delving into some of the headlines today. Mysterious cases of kids with liver failure linked to a common virus have now been reported in the U.S. and in Europe. Plus, COVID rates have been going up. So my guest today is Dr. Ulysses Wu. He is the Chief Epidemiologist and System Director at Hartford HealthCare, uh, who knows all there is to know about infectious diseases. Plus, we're going to talk about what a COVID summer could look like. So thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Wu. Happy to be here. So first, these stories of children needing liver transplants who were seemingly healthy are pretty frightening. Some reports I've read said that they could have been linked to the adenovirus. What do we know about these cases? Yeah, uh, uh, not much is known right now, but they think that there is a causal association right now with adenovirus. Now, adenovirus is certainly one of those viruses that has caused um, liver uh, damage as well as liver failure in kids uh, in the past. This is not something new, uh, but it depends what serotype. So what I I guess for better, for lack of better term, the variant of the adenovirus uh, that still needs to be investigated whether and also whether or not adenovirus is actually the cause of this. But it is uncommon, but it is a known cause of liver damage in children. Yeah, and I guess the concern being that we've seen more cases than usual popping up. Does this have anything to do uh, with COVID and being in the pandemic right now? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think there's a relationship between the adeno. If it is going to be adenovirus and the liver failure, uh, adenovirus is actually fairly ubiquitous, does cause uh, a lot of different types of diseases uh, can cause actually a respiratory disease. So we actually have seen an increase with it when we unmasked. Um, so uh, I don't know if that is uh, in relation to uh, the liver issues with the unmasking. I, I don't think I can make that association just yet. Uh, but certainly uh, it is a common virus that is seen year round. So. What would parents, to comfort the folks who might be listening, I mean, gosh, okay, this virus, it takes seemingly healthy kids or this problem, and some of them have even, you know, needed a transplant or really not done well at all. I'm not sure if there might have been also some, uh, you would know better than me, I'm not sure what the latest numbers, if anyone has died from this, but what what should parents do? I'm not aware of any deaths, but I don't want parents to to fear this because this is certainly something that is ubiquitous in nature, is common, does cause disease more commonly. Um, And so I don't want parents to think that this is something new that is out there. Uh, The other thing that I would take home from this is that it is still fairly rare, even though it is happening. I mean, I'm going to say that the, the virus itself is fairly common, but the liver issues itself associated with the virus those are fairly rare at this point. And so and when you take a very common virus that infects a lot of kids around the world, and then you have a very, very, very small subset of people who may have suffered the, uh, the unfortunate liver failure and some resulting in transplant, that number is still much, much, much less. Okay. So as far as, uh, you know, I guess the, the typical thing of avoiding a, a virus like that, it's just uh, making sure, I guess, we're washing our hands and we're doing all that. Is there such thing as a vaccine for the adenovirus or is it just something we get exposed to? 
So it certainly has been investigated, uh, but it is certainly, like I said, very ubiquitous, something that we see commonly. And so it's something that we get exposed to, something that we all have been exposed to of adenovirus and its multiple subtypes over the course of our lives at this point tends to really affect children more so, uh, but like I said, can cause a lot of different diseases. But right now there's not necessarily a vaccine uh, per se to really get against the adenovirus. And my understanding, some of the symptoms, I mean, it can be responsible for colds and flu-like symptoms as well. This liver inflammation, um, I guess what's troubling is that it usually could have been a problem maybe with kids with other issues, but these kids were seemingly healthy. So I guess that's what's raising the red flag is that the children seemed otherwise very healthy. So I think that's a very good point. So adenovirus does actually cause severe disease in what we call immunocompromised hosts, people who may have an immunocompromised health system. Um, but unfortunately, adenovirus has been known to cause liver disease in healthy hosts uh, in the past. But like I said, fairly uncommon, um, but is being reported upon right now. Okay. So if you're at home and your child starts to get sick, uh, we always want to call the doctor if it's something serious, but uh, what would be your threshold? What would you want to be looking out for or any concerns that parents just, you know, making sure they get the care they need? So uh, let's take the definition of sick, right? And so let's say the run, run of the mill snuff, stuffy nose, uh, congestion, cough, Obviously, we want to investigate that for COVID uh, as well as other diseases. But for the most part, the common cold, they're going to be okay. But anything that deviates from what you would think is the normal common cold, I certainly would take them in to see the practitioner. Uh, and, you know, signs of liver failure are, you know, you could have a yellowing of the skin, a yellowing of the eyes. Uh, kids tend to be very, uh, what, we, what we say, a malaise. They just really don't feel well. Uh, and they don't feel good at all and tend to be uh, decreased activity. So just things that are out of the norm that you would expect from a common cold that you would normally expect with a common cold, certainly take them in to see your practitioner. Okay, and I want to switch gears because as long as we have you here and, uh, and, and this is your specialty, infectious disease, I know we're heading into a summer where people are going, really? You know, let's just people are very excited to get some sense of normalcy, which we're seeing a lot more things open. Most people have unmasked. Um, but yet we've seen some of these numbers spike here in Connecticut and in other places for covid. What's the prognosis for the next few months and for summer? Well, I think the summer is going to be good, but it's going to be very dependent on the rise of another variant. And so when do variants arise, they arise in a um, where there's mass transmission, especially in an unvaccinated population. And we could, certainly could see that in the Southern Hemisphere. If we do that, see that, see that in the Southern Hemisphere, it certainly could translate to uh, a new variant arising at the end of the summer. But the hope is that the summer should be good. And then in the fall, we just have to gear up and make sure that people are vaccinated, boosted, and that, you know, we, we use masking uh, in, in the appropriate settings to try to help save this off. Yeah, there was some news that just came out that um, recommending some booster shots now for ages 5 to 11. That's something Pfizer wants to do. So uh, I guess we'll start seeing that group as well. Um, I think people want to know, when is the pandemic over or is it over? And I know that there's sort of a technical term with that, too. But can you answer that for us? So pandemic really means widespread transmission across the world. And Dr. Fauci actually has said that the pandemic is over, I think, but it's very controversial. Uh, I, I, we certainly could be at the end of the pandemic, but I think we need a little bit more data and a couple more days. Well, I shouldn't say a couple more days, but really weeks to really, uh, you know, 
discern whether or not we are actually at the end of the pandemic. Uh, a lot, when you want to end a pandemic and you want to call the end of it, a lot of that is kind of the Monday morning quarterback. It's, we look back and say, okay, we think that's probably when the pandemic ended. Uh, we may have entered an endemic phase, but we'll see what happens during the summer at this point. And for booster shots, some people may have not gotten them. Is it still recommended? Do you think we're going to keep getting a booster shot every year like they do flu shots? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I do think that until COVID goes away, see, I almost said COVID. And so maybe that, that should be the new term for COVID is COVID. But until COVID goes away, we need to make sure that we boost our immunity. And with that, we do vaccinations and we do boosters. Um, whether or not it's yearly, whether or not it's every six months, that's difficult to say. But I will say the fourth booster is approved for those who are age 50 or older or who may have uh, immunocompromised uh, immune systems or other health factors that may cause COVID to progress to certainly worse disease. And so that is out there and it is available and I would recommend it at this point. So getting the fourth dose if you need it or if you still need your third, uh, you're seeing that as, as the best way to stay healthy throughout the summer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for some people, the first or second shot as well. Um, we will say that the people that we see in the hospital that with severe disease, it's still those who have not gotten boosted or have not completely gotten vaccinated with the first or second shot. One other thing I will say is masking still works. Don't be afraid to put on a mask when you go indoors. And so you've, I, I think you've heard me say this before, my general recommendations, you go indoors in an unknown situation, you can put on a mask. It's not that big of a deal. When you're outdoors, it's fine. You would look funny with a tan line anyways if you had a mask tan line. So it's okay to not wear a mask outdoors if you're not in a crowded situation. But indoors, always keep that mask handy because you never know when, I think it was the old Seinfeld reference, when you get like a close talker and somebody who wants to get up in your face and start talking to you, it's okay to have a mask. I, I know you've always been a big proponent, even though people are ready to rip them off, that it's best to keep them at least in those indoor areas is what you're thinking. Uh, and, and final question, you know, uh, more and more people, we've had the vice president uh, test positive. I know people just in circles at schools and it's like, oh, everyone's testing positive again. And some people are saying, I've been boosted. I had all my shots. Why did I get it or why am I sick? And some people are, are actually feeling sick this time. Yeah, well, they have to remember the purpose of the vaccine right now is to keep people out of the hospital. And if they end up in the hospital, it's really to keep them from dying. So to answer the question, why did I get the vaccine, even though I got uh, the booster or the vaccine, you're alive and you're still talking about it. And so that means the vaccine actually did its job. Okay. Does it protect you from getting disease to a certain extent? Absolutely. But its main job is to keep you out of the hospital. And if you end up in the hospital, it's to keep you from dying. And so... It's working. That's why you get the vaccine. All right, doctor. Thank you so much. Dr. Ulysses Wu at Hartford HealthCare. Wanted to get you in here. I know you're busy. We appreciate your time. Just wanted to get your uh, thoughts and information on some of these latest health headlines. And we'll keep an eye on that adenovirus uh, as we learn more. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And you can watch more information on the cutting edge of wellness on Kara's Cures right on our streaming WFSB Plus app. You can go back and see other episodes. You can also follow me on social media at Kara Sundlet. I post this content there. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.